Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Jen. I saw a lot of adults getting away with not participating. <laughs> so what we're going to do, and I'm, I am going to focus, I was thinking about this, we'll do this with the kids, like, but they've done a lot of work today. It's going to be the adults I'm going to ask for a little bit of participation, okay? Who has, like, uh, bi like the, grew up, like, reading the Bible stories of old, like, maybe you have, like, an old picture Bible or something, you can put up your hand, and you read these stories as a kid, or your, your grandma or your grandfather read them, you have to put up your hand nice and high, I'm not going to pick you out for this, <laughs> don't worry, okay? So, who has a favorite Bible character? Put up your hand nice and high, Old Testament. I'm not going to choose you for this either. You can put your hand nice and high, okay? Who has a favorite prophet from the Old Testament? Jeremiah. Could you come on up here? <laughs> Would you want to come up? Who else has a favorite prophet? Who, who, who is it? Samuel. Would you want to come up? I need one more. Favorite prophet. I could be giving away money. It could be, or cookies, or pie. I don't have any of that, no. One more, I need one more. No, I'm not, I'm not. I, I could wait all, we could wait all morning. Come on, someone. Ron. Jonah, come on up, okay. Okay. I also, who loves Moses? Ethan? Come on. Please. I just need one Moses. That's it, and then we're done. Okay, just one more person for Moses, and then we're all done. Okay, Rachel, awesome. Great job. Okay, Rachel, you start right here. Okay, Jeremiah comes older. Uh, Samuel, you can come over here. Come in order here. Jonah, well, depending how you date Jonah. So, Jeremiah, you can scooch over. Jonah, you stay right here. Okay, what I want you to do <laughs> is for visualization's sake, I need you to act out Moses. What did Moses do? One visualization. One. So what did he do? He raised. And what happened when he raised both arms? So just do that really dramatically. Just lift up your arms. Yeah, don't look at me, look at the sea. Okay, <laughs> and then the Israelites are okay, great. You put your hands nice and high, great. Samuel. What does Samuel do? Well, how do you, how, why do you like Samuel? Okay, what action can you do? Okay, you hear God, you're hearing God call, yeah, he, God called Samuel out when he was a little boy, right? It's a great story. Jonah. He did a lot. He did a lot. He did a lot. So I'd have to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do a whale. Is this being you're being eaten by the whale? Okay, so he's gone out of the whole ordeal. He's come out of the whale. He's on the beach. He's like, oh boy. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So hands up. Yeah? Okay, Jeremiah. 
Oh, you're crying. Yeah, you're crying. <laughs> Weeping, probably he's crying. So you give me some good tears? I don't do that. What about like... <laughs> not in public. Not in public, yes. It's a private thing, yeah. It's a private. So he's, you're crying on the inside. Okay, so we got Moses, symbol of the law, right? Like he comes out off Sinai, he converses with God, he's kind of the first designated prophet in a way, and he comes down with the, the Ten Commandments, which become the foundation of God's law, which is what the whole kind of Jewish history is kind of built on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So you got Moses, and then we have Samuel, we have like, uh, this is pre-David, so we're kind of getting into like this kind of prophetic voice that God is speaking through people. He's calling out people to do his work. He's not just, it's not future telling. It's actually on the ground working with what's in front of you. And Samuel's a prophet. We've got Jonah who's actually called to do a really specific thing he doesn't want to do. And he gets swallowed up by the whale and then he gets spit out and he goes to Nineveh anyway because God sees Nineveh needs to hear and see God's love. And then Jeremiah, he's pretty sad. He's sighing. Because he, he's coming at the end of the story now and it's like it's, it, there's a lot to cry about at this point, because it's been a long, long road from Moses to Jeremiah. Could you give these guys a hand? That's great. Good job. Go grab a seat. What I want you to do is just remember that real quick. I'm not going to be very long. And actually, we're not going to, this is not coming from Mark, though I really love Mark. This is coming from Matthew. Because this is kind of the, the summation of what we're, what we're doing today, that we, that we are called to love the Lord God with our bodies, our minds, and our souls, our spirits. The whole essence of who we are, not just our, not just our hearts, but like our physicality. So we saw some kids running, and uh, nobody, said, nobody said eating. Physically, who loves to eat? Yeah, Mary loves to eat. I, I love to eat. Yeah, so like we eat. That's physical. We're supposed to love God, be thankful for God because we get to eat good food. We get to run and play and, and breathe. We don't have to think about breathing. We don't have to think about our hearts working. They just do. That's something we'd be thankful for. We'd be thankful for our brains, that our brains are like, like helping this whole physical machine keep going. And we get to interact and have memories. We had a, 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 an ordeal this morning where I may have donated an old stuffy that... I, my children didn't want to be donated. And, and they were searching for about half an hour this morning for this stuffy that's not in the house anymore. And like, no, no, it's in the basement. No, no, it's in the closet. No, it's gone. But all these memories, it's like, well, it's not the stuffy that gives you the memories. It's your mind, our mind. We have to be thankful for our minds because it, they, it's where we keep our memories, our thoughts. We have ideas, our imaginations. And kind of the summation is like our spirits, our entities, our souls, the eternal bits of us that God has given us. We need to be thankful for that. So Jesus is, is uh, obviously a, an incredible person. But this is coming from Matthew, and this is Jesus kind of having a conversation with the people around him. He said, when the Pharisees heard how he bested the Sadducees, two kind of religious groups of people kind of going at it and different ideas and different views, and Jesus has already kind of had a little war of words with the Sadducees and put them in their place. The Pharisees who are kind of the keepers of God's law all the way back to Moses. They know God's law really, really well, and they want to best Jesus. They gathered their force for an assault. So they're coming to Jesus, and they're not looking for a friendly conversation. They don't have questions for Jesus. They're looking to take him out. 
One of the religious scholars spoke up, posing a question for the rest of them, hoping to show him up. And the man, he says, teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? So this time, this guy's thinking, actually, there's not just 10 commandments at this point. The Pharisees had, like, the oral law, the written law, the law, like, there's, uh, there's thousands of laws that they were trying to follow to be good, godly citizens. He's like, I'm going to you choose one, Jesus. Try. I'm going to try to make, make a fool of you, Jesus. And Jesus answered, love the Lord God with all of your passion and prayer and intelligence. Some translations, love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. This is the most important, the first on any list. Ah, good, good answer, Jesus. And the, the man, the Pharisee's probably like, oh, okay, smart, smart, clever, but Jesus isn't finished. But there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. Love, your, love God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole being, your whole soul, but love those around you as you would love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophet hangs from them. These two simple things, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor, love the person around you as you love yourself, is the summation of everything dating back to Abraham, to Moses, to Samuel, to Jonah, to Jeremiah, and all the prophets and all the law and all the culture and all the history and all the stuff that had gone on for thousands of years, it all hangs on those two simple things. And they had no response. And this week, I had an experience, and it's, I don't know how to talk about it, so I'm not really going to. I'm just going to share that I had an experience this week so far out of my daily life's paradigm, so far like beyond my, my bubble. And it was experienced as, as it was, it was, it was, it wasn't with my family, it wasn't with, any, I wasn't in danger. It was just a really, really bizarre experience. And it really rattled me. It wasn't a positive thing, it was quite negative, it was quite traumatic. And it really shook me. And it was one of those experiences that I, I don't know about you, but I'm a really slow feeler. Like, I don't really feel things until much later. I'm not a, I'm not a quick processor. Like, it takes a long time for me to sort through stuff. And so it's one of those things, like, I'm going, th I'm, I'm experiencing it, and I'm interacting with the situation, and I'm not really realizing what's happening until much later. And then, and then it hits me. And in the moment, I'm, like, just doing my best to navigate this weird, bizarre thing. And then later on, as the hours pass and the experience is over and I'm reflecting on it, I realize, oh my, that was a really, really dark situation. That experience was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And it was a glimpse into a world that I don't know. 
a world that's like beyond even what I've been raised in and exposed to. And I realized in a very, very, very quick instant how sheltered I am. Like how I live in this bubble of goodness. I don't even realize it. And then once I'm outside of this bubble, it's like, wow, that is way outside of my comfortability, my awareness. I'm so naive. I don't know what's happening. And I realize, oh, there's a lot of darkness in the world. And this darkness is actually just, it's a paper-thin veil between my world and this whole other world. I was like, why am I here? And this, why am I sheltered? And it's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm chosen. not because I'm put aside. It's because I realize, oh, Jesus, way, way, way back, brought light into the world. And that light exposed the darkness. And that light shines in really dark places. And it shines through individuals. Jesus came and he lived and he died and he was resurrected. And actually, thankfully, he left the earth because then he gave his spirit to us so that we could be people, us people, who follow Jesus, who invite his light and life into our hearts. We can actually be the light of Christ wherever we go. It's not just, there's not just one Jesus now. There's supposed to be millions of little Jesuses emanating the light of God wherever they go. Loving God with their heart, heart, mind, and souls and loving their neighbor as themselves and in so doing, fulfilling the whole purpose of God's plan, which is to redeem the world, to push out darkness, to bring light into dark places. And I realize, oh, I'm sheltered because I'm one benefactor from this radiating light of God in the world. And my parents are benefactors of this radiating light. And their parents are benefactors of this radiating light. And I realized, oh, that's the point. Jesus comes to expose the darkness. He radiates light, and I am living. I'm basking in the light of God. Well, that's what we're supposed to do with our witness. It's really simple. Love God with your heart, mind, and soul. Love those around you. That's the summation of the whole, the whole story. And when we do that, just by emanating God's love, we actually eradicate the darkness in the world. And I'm really thankful for that. And so as we reflect, we've done, we've, we've, we've ran. Hopefully you're going to eat. Hopefully you think and have memories and reflect. But as you find quiet in your souls over this weekend, as you just find a place to be, maybe you don't feel that radiating love of God. Maybe you don't feel the radiating love of Christ. I would invite you to just reflect on that in your soul. Maybe you do. I would just, I would just encourage you to 
be grateful. Be thankful. And all of us, no matter what, that we leave, that we actually are like flashlights in the darkness. And we're all different. We're all unique. We all go in different places. We all walk with different people. We all are in different spheres of influence. We all have different gifts and talents and abilities. It's exactly the point. It's exactly what God is asking us all to do. And if we all just shine a little bit of God's love, the world gets less and less dark. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much that you came to the world so long ago. And I thank you so much that you didn't actually play by the rules of the world. You didn't actually follow the script of the world. You didn't succumb to the darkness and, and the temptations and the difficulties. That you weren't mired in, into the, the systems of the world that are violent and full of vengeance and, and, and greed and oppression. Jesus, you actually changed the course of history in a completely unexpected way. And I thank you that you went to, your, to the cross willingly. I thank you that you didn't stay dead on the cross, but you came out of the tomb. And you rewrote history, and then you gave us your spirit so that we could be filled with your light. And I thank you that you are still, to this day, presently, in all the corners of this globe, radiating your light and your love. And I thank you for that on this day of, of gratitude that we can be benefactors of that light. But I also pray that we'd be encouraged and challenged in our own lives, wherever we are, to be radiating lights of your love in dark places because our world needs it. And I pray that we would have a great day with our family and friends. We'd have times of reflection and feasting and celebration. And I thank you that we can know your love in your name.